Welcome to the Unmastered Tapes. This is episode 13. And in this episode, we speak with Ben and James from No Diploma. No Diploma is a Montreal-based clothing brand and community with a powerful mission centered on lifelong learning and authenticity to self. Their clothes have been worn by the biggest names like Colin, Deb Never, Jack Harlow, Armani White, and countless others who resonate so deeply with the brand like we do. Let's dive into the episode. All right, Ben. First of all, we drove six hours <laughs> to be here in your amazing studio that you call the campus. Thank you. But for you to be at this place and to have this studio, this was a five-year journey. <laughs> and I'm really interested to hear about the beginnings. So let's take it back a little bit. Let's start from the very beginnings. Okay? Right. But like literally like the, the tiny baby yeah, like beginnings. Yeah, like the baby like, then. Baby then. Like when you <laughs> oh, <okay>. like, <laughs> so, so what I'm really interested to hear more about is like, did you always have a desire and passion for streetwear, fashion? Talk to us about like the beginnings of like just even getting into this world. That's a really good question. I think I would have to say probably around like 14, 15, okay. just being exposed to hip hop culture, um, you know, much music. 7 p.m. Oh, every night yeah. waiting for the no music way. video to drop. <laughs> You're like, yo, Kanye's dropping the new, you oh know? Uh, so, like, that was me, you know? And just like, what is he wearing? Oh, what's that? Like, you know, so I think watching that and um, growing up to, you know, Pharrell, yeah. Nigo, Bape, Ice Cream, like that whole culture was like so intriguing for me, you know? Yeah. And I come from Ottawa, so there's not a lot of like yeah. fashion at the time. Now it's evolved, you know? So for me, it was really like just watching TV and seeing these people, like it, that's what really attracted me to, yeah. to that. So music culture. informed your interest 100%. in fashion, yeah. but also in, I guess, creativity in general. Like 100%, music is yeah. that. So was it like Kanye that really influenced? Kanye, Pharrell, Nigo. Yeah, those, those are great. the guys. Those are the guys. Like, and then, and then what, what happened? Like, okay, so you, you, you started out with being fascinated by that mm -hmm. and then how did it evolve to being like okay like let me dabble a little bit like was there yeah. anything like in that 14 16 17 yeah i think um my friend introduced introduced me to photoshop at the time okay, much it must must have been like uh cs4 cs5 oh my gosh, I don't like know, way back old yeah. school like yeah. 2010 2009 and like people didn't even know what like graphic design was mm -hmm. there wasn't really like a term yeah. back then it was really like like what? Like computers was like, you know, it was, it was pretty new. So, um, yeah, I just started dabbling on Photoshop, okay. doing some like edits of like just you know, I was a big soccer guy. So like Cristiano Ronaldo edits and just like mocking up stuff and just getting used to like the tools on there. And then eventually when I figured out how to do like T-shirt mock-ups and stuff like that, like I would just start doing mock-ups, like just designs, just copy pasting things off Google, putting it on a shirt and printing them at home and just being like, oh my God, like, now I would bring them to school. I didn't want to tell too many people because <laughs> it's just like, I, I, I grew up in a school where there's a lot of like around sports and there wasn't really a, like a lot around like art. Yeah. I didn't really have that art. Um, I feel like- Formal uh, education. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I wasn't really into it. I was okay. really like a sports guy, you know, yeah. growing gotcha. up. Okay. So for me to like, to really get into that world at the beginning, it was very like, you know, I was very self-conscious because I didn't know like how people would like accept me or yeah, you know. Did you did you not have people around you like your friends or anyone else that was also kind of interested in that type of world? 
A little bit, but not really. Like it was, you know, I had to move away. And that's, that's like the other chapter of the story. Got it. But like, I really had to move away to like find my tribe and to like, you know, yeah. And then I guess that led you into pursuing um, fashion, going to LaSalle for fashion school. So it's funny. Okay. There's like, there's a deeper story and layer to this that I, I don't really like, I haven't really spoke about like publicly. But I'm going to say it here. Sure. Wow. Exclusive. Exclusive. I always have like the same way of like telling the story usually. But like, I don't know. Recently, I've had like this self-realization of like what triggered me to like take life in this approach. Yeah. And it was just th this accident I actually had when I was 18. I got um, I was playing golf with my friends. It's like one of those like freak accidents you see on like TV or like a movie or something. Uh, but I got hit by a ball like right above my temple. And uh, at the time, I was like, you know, I just got like a heavy concussion. I went to the hospital and I just remember like just being around like 10 doctors around me and they were just kind of like observing me and they're like, oh, you have blood on the surface of your brain. Whoa. And then like, yeah, yeah, like it was, it was deep. It was, oh my God. Yeah. And uh, I know we're getting deep early. You know? <laughs> no, I'm down for it. I'm <laughs> no, but I, I realized like this, yeah. this story is really like um, what kind of like made me approach life differently, you know, and like really live for me. So I remember just being in the moment there, like, oh shit, like life is precious. Yeah. Like this is like a weird accident that happened out of nowhere. And like, you could really like, life could just be like this, you know? And uh, it could have been a lot worse. Like, uh, thank God, like everything worked out fine. I didn't have to like get brain surgery. Um, so I ended up having like seizures, lost my license for a year. Just like being at home reserved, yeah, yeah, yeah. sensitive to light, like all that. So like to feel that at like a young age and then kind of start asking myself like real deep questions, like what am I doing? Why am I doing this? At the time I was kind of like living the, kind of like, you know, just like a lifestyle where it's just like you go to school. Like I just kind of followed the trajectory of like what we were told to do. And that type of accident kind of just gave me that like perspective of like, okay, no, this is not it. This is not what I want to do. So that's where it, that, that journey kind of took me to like, other, you know, that's when I decided to like, okay, I really want to go into fashion. So I started like, I moved to Toronto and then from there ended up in Montreal. And that's when I decided to like go pursue fashion design at school. Wow. So I, that part of the story, I never share, but it's like, it's like, that's what got me to like make those this, this decisions, you know? And I feel like everyone has like turning points, oh, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that was like, that was your little like yeah. click, like, yeah. okay, wait. Yeah. And you know? first of all, I have, such, I have such an appreciation for the fact that you even shared it because mm. that is such a big moment. Yeah, and I, I think for you to experience the incident, which like was probably scary being in the hospital and, and not really knowing what is what are the after effects even of a concussion. And then also having the realization so early of like, let me ask myself these hard yeah. questions that I, I'm sure a lot of people even later in life don't even get to, to like a chance to ask themselves so you got to experience that when you were so young and it's almost like like it's unfortunate that it happened but it ultimately was meant to happen for you to, for you to shape your course which yeah. is so crazy to look back and it's one of those things where you don't realize that in the moment but when mm -hmm. you've taken a step forward maybe a few years forward you're able to look back and be like damn that was exactly. like, if I, if that yeah. didn't happen, where would I be right now? Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. that realization I had like only recently. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Cause it's crazy. like, it's like you know, you just keep going circle. and you yeah. like, yeah, it's you know, only when yeah. you reflect back, you're like, that yeah. was actually the that was turning point. Exactly. You didn't realize it at yeah. the time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And to your point, actually, like, I feel like a lot of people later on after like university, they're like, what the hell am I doing in my life? Yeah. Like, what am mm -hmm. I going to do with yeah. this? 
you were able to kind of like have that realization early on, yes. which set on, which set you to this course that exactly. you're in right now. Yeah. Um, I love that, man. Had to live for me, man. Yeah. Live, live for yourself, you know? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal. Exactly. Why Montreal? <sighs> That's a good question. Um, at the time, it was funny. I had like friends in Montreal. I would go up to Montreal a lot to like party and just yeah. go see some friends. It was yeah. like the city. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta go to Montreal. Yeah. You know, it's popping. You know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would just always go. My friends, like, yo, like our roommates leaving. Like, it'd be sick if you like, like as a joke, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I started reflecting, and I was like, there's no way I could stay in Ottawa because it just it wasn't fueling me in any ways. So, um, it just the, the timing was just perfect, and I was like, okay, hey, let's do it. I like signed up at school, moved in with my friends, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when we when we think about your experience in school, you were there for what a year? Two years. Two years. Yeah. yeah. And those two years, talk about talk to us about that. that so yeah. So again, like I came from like I dropped out of like two schools prior to this. So this was the first time of like me deciding, let me study something I want to study. You know. So it was very like like the next chapter to like my journey, and I feel like the first week of school. It just felt like school again. Yeah. It didn't matter what I was studying, if yeah. it was the same, the subject I wanted to learn about. It's just the curriculum. Like, it's just, I don't really fit in those classes. Um, so I got myself an internship, like the first week of school. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is not for me, but I'm going to tough it out. I promised, promised my mom that I was going to like, if I moved to Montreal, I was going to graduate, yeah. get a diploma, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let me, let me stick with it and get an internship on the side so I could also learn like, in the industry and then learn the fundamentals of school. So literally like first week of school, got an internship and I would just like do that. And then after like a year, year one, I started a brand with a friend. So I'd, I'd be like late to class cause late, class was like at eight. Yeah. Uh, Post Canada would open at like 7.30. <laughs> I'd like go ship my stuff and then go. So like early on, I always had the knack to like just create my own stuff. You know, because I feel like even with schools, like you have to follow a certain pattern of like, OK, we're making a shirt. You're allowed to like you have to have, you know, this amount of buns, this, this, this. So it still felt constraint. Yeah. And so I just wanted to like have the freedom on the side to just do what I wanted. So. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how the journey in school kind of started. Okay. And then uh, after two years, I went on a trip uh, to Asia um, solo backpack over a month went to thailand vietnam cambodia and i just got to really like just tune within just have like a very like self-discovery trip and uh that allowed me again to kind of take a pause and reset and ask myself those deep questions again because yeah. again you're in like a vulnerable place you're yep. alone you're traveling in like random cities you don't know anyone uh, i stayed at a monastery for a while too did some meditation there so like i got to really like have that like yeah. solo experience yeah, yeah. away from home and uh, yeah, from there, I just came to the realization, like, I think when I'm going to stop and not, I'm just going to drop out and I'm just going to like, just find a way to like learn in the industry and just find myself like an internship. Yeah. So I came back, no diploma, uh, <laughs> yeah. no, no plans, no job. I was just kind of like, fuck, what's next, you know? Yeah. And that's when I, um, I started interning for a different brand, yeah. got some experience there for like two weeks, but there's this one brand that... I really felt attracted to these, these young guys like launching this brand. It was probably like two, three years old. Mm -hmm. And I felt more attracted to like yeah. that type of, it was more like startup. Yeah. And where I was working, it was like, it was more established. Okay. And I feel like the startup 
um, environment is very interesting because you get to really be there in the roots, like in, you know. So, uh, yeah, so I quit the, the other internship and then I went uh, to work with them. And that led me to experience like Paris Fashion Week, London Fashion Week. Amazing. The year that I dropped out of fashion school, I was like in Fashion Week. So to me, that was kind of like the validation to my own journey yeah. to be like, hey, it's, it's cool. Like yeah. keep trusting that voice that you're listening to. Um, and I got exposed to a lot. I learned a lot. That was kind of like my final year of college, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? And I got to work there for two years. And uh, while I was there, um, I was also experimenting and doing my own pieces, my own cut and sew stuff. So I had my website. I'd throw on like little projects. And uh, it was always like, I was always using clothing as a means to like share a message, share a story. And because uh, I just felt like it was lacking in the streetwear space. There was no brands that I was really connected to. You know, like surf culture, skate culture. Like yeah. I didn't really grow up like doing those things. Right, right. So right. a lot of those brands. Surfing in Ottawa doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it yeah exist. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, yeah, just I had to find my own voice, yeah. my own story, and yeah. 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 So there's there's a lot to unpack here. There, yeah. So is. so yeah. those two years was so. Are you saying like those two years was also when you traveled to Asia? So the first two years of college. The summer going into third year, mm -hmm. that's when, when I, that's I traveled. When, okay. And so that third year and fourth, that's when I like That's when you like dropped. There's, yeah. I need to quote you on something because I'm seeing oh, a lot so. of themes here, but you had an article in the Concordian yes. uh, that was written about you. It was a great article. But the quote is, every project in school was by the book, whereas I was more interested in creating my own projects with my own expectations. So it's interesting because I find that when you talked about um, even when you were in fashion school, which is kind of what you wanted to do, the rule book was still containing rigid. you it was rigid um and then even when you were interning this at the established places again that rule book like contains you so it's interesting because i feel like that mindset that you have it's like a natural inclination that you have to like go beyond what is set for you to really like draw the owl so to speak of of what you want to create and so i think that's so the themes are repeating in your life right like with um, with school, with internships. Mm -hmm. And I see that with no diploma because you're right. Like the message that you're sharing with the clothing, it's so deep and it's, yeah. and it really, and I think we'll probably share our own experiences in a moment, but like we resonate so deeply because we have experiences that relate to the message of no diploma. Whereas you're right, like Herschel is great. I love the Herschel brand as an example, mm -hmm. but that's like, I think that was skate culture. It started with like skate culture or like vans. Like those are really great brands, but it's like, it's like a culture of activity versus this is a culture of lived experience. And so I think that really resonates with people on the brand level. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. well said. Yeah. 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 Very well said. I'll, I'll add that <laughs> to my thesis. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. The other thing also is like, just like naturally, like your, your, the experience that you're sharing when you went to LaSalle and school, like, mm -hmm. I feel like I felt that too. Even mm -hmm. though I graduated and Emmy mm -hmm. graduated, yeah. we talk about this a lot. Like, yeah. right. I don't think I actually learned anything. <laughs> I didn't retain anything. I gave them thousands of dollars going to school to learn jack shit. And I felt like after university, I felt this feeling of like, I don't know what the hell am I supposed to do like with what I just learned. I feel like after four years, I definitely did not want to pursue what I, what I majored in. And that's why, to Emmy's point, like I resonated with this message of no diploma because it was just like, it was so rigid. Every single person has a completely different avenue, even if it's like music. But 
the curriculum is so rigid. It doesn't allow for creativity and like expanding beyond just like the curriculum mm-hmm. itself. So, I think I'm still like grateful for the opportunity because I, sure. I did. Um, I learned the fundamentals of like sewing, oh, sure. pattern yeah. making. Okay. I got to like meet a lot of amazing human yeah. beings. Yeah. So I think I don't, I don't take that away, but I just feel like if I would to like give some advice for like future students or whatever, it's really just like, make sure to learn outside too. And you could finish it. You could do it and just make sure you get different experiences of learning experiences. Cause like, that's what shapes you, you know, as a person. And I feel like it's really important. I totally agree. And one of the things that initially got me into the No Diploma brand was um there i'm gonna quote you again i'm gonna be that person <laughs> yeah, like but that. it really it really did resonate and you said in the same article you're pulling up the archives yeah literally yeah. there's a bad perception of people not having a diploma those words were used against me and were once an insecurity of mine until i gave them a new meaning uh, and i'm gonna get you to speak on that in a second but um it resonated because i never went to I, i'm currently a designer but i never went to school for design i went to school for like digital media and global studies and things that were really great but like not what I'm doing right now and I'm so insecure at work sometimes because I feel like I lack some of the fundamentals like you said like the cut and sew version of design like I've I've missed that and it is really easy to get it on YouTube but there's or any other like educational resource but there is something about learning it in like a structured educational format that could really help me so I sometimes you know like navigate work with a little bit of an insecurity and it takes time to build that confidence but it's just nice because I I feel like it's almost like you find your um like people who think like you in a brand and I feel that with no diploma you feel that like you feel that welcomeness you kind of feel that openness with like it's okay that I don't have a design diploma it's actually fine and I know that it's fine before I came across no diploma but it's almost like validation in a way right yeah yeah, yeah. No, that was definitely so that was amazing like, yeah the insecurity of mine first and it was just like the way to like fight that insecurity was like let me just print that on a shirt you yeah. know yeah totally you mentioned that you went to asia mm-hmm. to have this like solo experience right solo experience man first of all why asia let's start there uh, i've always been attracted to that culture and i just wanted to like just go somewhere I've never been or never like experienced. And I had to be far. Like, yeah. like if I'm going to go somewhere solo, it needs to be like a complete contrast. Complete to contrast you know? <laughs> and that's what I mean. Like I was in the plane. I was just like, what is this food? Like it's very like the signs in the airports, like all different, like, you know, so like, so, so where in Asia? I went to Thailand, okay. um, Vietnam and Cambodia. What, yeah. what food was the best out of all of them? Yeah. I yeah, have no. to know. Oh the, my the God. The banh mi, street food. Oh my like, God. Amazing. The pho, yeah. The, oh, yeah, yeah, everything. So good. So good. So good. Yeah. Tell, talk to us about like the the journey when you were there. Meaning like, did you feel uncomfortable? Did it For feel sure. like I want to go back home now? Definitely. I think the first day I was kind of like, what did I get myself? I, <laughs> I, <do? laughs> I was just sitting in like my my hostel, and it was like one of those solo hostels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't do the combined ones because yeah. I was kind of like, let me settle in, you know. And then I was like, all right. I just picked up my camera, started roaming the streets, and then I started feeling more like free. You know, it was just like me, and my camera yeah. got to like, you know, just walk around. And then I started getting into like other hostels. I moved mm. into hostels where there's more people. So then I started meeting people. Yeah. Then you like start traveling with other people. And then like everyone has their own plans. Like, oh, yo, we're going down south. But I was like, no, I'm on a mission. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to stick to like where I'm going. I, I didn't really know. Like I knew I was going to hit Vietnam and Cambodia eventually, yeah. but I, I didn't really have like a schedule. Right. So it's kind of like you're just going off of intuition. Yeah. So I think. That helped me a lot to like trust your own decisions, trust your own like guidance, you know. So I got to just kind of like 
sleep in Bangkok a couple nights. I'm like, yeah, I'm tired of this. And then <laughs> just let go me go to the like next, to yeah. the next spot. Did some research. Oh, awesome. Took a like 10 hour train to like up north Chiang Mai and like just made my way up. That's what, I like the yeah. um, like the not the impulsive nature. What does it mean when things are like random and not planned? I guess like your spontaneous. 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 Yeah. Yes, yeah. I love that it was spontaneous. Yes. No, it was all spontaneous. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was amazing. And you said you went to a monastery. Monastery. Why? <laughs> okay. So uh, I don't know. I was always into like you know meditation okay. at the time, and it just it helped me a lot to like you know just tune in and just like find myself a little bit. I just have like something that grounds me, you know. Uh, and I was just interested to like learn more about Buddhism and everything. So. Um, what's funny about this monastery is you can't just like show up and be like, Hey, I'm here. Yeah. Like you gotta like write a note, a handwritten note. They don't have internet or like, yeah. So you had to write a handwritten note okay. that I, that I sent out and posted like the day I was leaving, wow. uh, from Montreal. Okay. Um, so then I was hoping that it would land like on time to like, when I show up, yeah, it's yeah. like, Hey Ben. Yeah. So, and that's exactly what happened. Like I showed wow. up, I showed up on this day and they're like, Hey, we just received your letter. And I'm just like. This is crazy. Uh, so the monastery, um, it was uh, an international monastery. So people from around the world. So people, I even met some people from Montreal, uh, people from like California, all these people. And um, so you wake, the, there's like a routine. So like every morning you wake up at 3 a.m. You sweep for two hours. Wow. And I remember waking up and like, like, why am I doing this? <laughs> why, why did I want to like do this? Like sweep the floor. Like, like sweep. sweep outside. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then I was kind of like, I realized in the moment because I looked at the guy in front of me. And he was smiling while sweeping. And I was like, wait, this is a meditation. Everything you do is like a meditation, like the way that you tune in, you know? And so that kind of shifted my mind. And I, at 5 a.m., you all get together and you walk through the village. And, 5 a.m.? Uh, at 5 a.m. So 3 to 5, you're sweeping. No way. And 5 a.m., you walk in the village. And because monks, they, they can't eat, um, like they eat what they could receive. So like they could use what they receive. So... For them, it's like they walk through the village. We had like a line and you collect food from like uh, the neighbors and everyone just like everyone donates. They they, they get on a knee, they, they donate their food, the rice. And so you bring it back. And like at 7 a.m., we set up the table and we have one bowl. You fill it up to the top and that's all you're eating all day. No oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. It's funny. One day there was McDonald's. I don't know. Who, <laughs> I don't know who blessed us. Which neighbor? Yeah. I was like, yo, this guy. <laughs> Like some fries and like burgers. It's oh like, this is clutch. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, then from like seven to nine, you're just like eating. And then from nine to like 12, you're just having like ceremonies and chanting and stuff like that. And then the rest of the day, you're just on your own. You're like in this like reserve outside in nature. You get to like just walk around and like have your own time to yourself. Yeah. It was really difficult. Like, honestly, because like, like the one of the monks told me too. like at the beginning, you're going to like you're going to start getting into like a dark place mentally because you're going through like, oh, wait, I'm here alone. Where's my family? Where's my friends? Where's this? And then you just start like rambling. But like, that's the whole point. You got to go through the dark to see the light. So you just got to. Wow. That's a bar. That's a bar. I'm going to bring a lot of bars. Yeah, I was going to say, I had to ask like, at what, how long did it take you to go from like, I can't do this to like, I love every ritual of the day. It took me like till the last day. I swear. Yeah, I stayed there for like five days. I think like on the fourth day, I was like, okay, I'm good. Like it took time to like really adjust because it's all new. You're yeah. just like, mm, like what is shock. this? You know, yeah. like, but I feel yeah. like that yeah. un being uncomfortable is yes. really what allowed you probably to grow and really. 100%. Be so like, what was the like the takeaway? 
maybe like one or two takeaways from I that think journey? just uh, just being more mindful you know uh, and just just bringing those practices back home yeah. Yeah. you know and I feel like in this world or this um, society that we live in is very fast-paced yeah. very go 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 and what that taught me over there was just like being more present and being more mindful and just taking those practices wherever you are you know and I think that's something that's timeless for me that's like I could just continue practicing the rest of my life. And I'm still in touch with like some monks today, uh, a guy that's uh, actually in Uganda right now. So like we message each other every like few months, check in. So it's cool to have like, you know, those people that I could like ground myself again, you know, just like. But it's also cool that you have like a toolkit almost now where you have been through this experience where you can ground yourself easily. You can meditate in a more profound way. Like, exactly, yeah. And I'm sure it probably adds like, things to your day-to-day -day. yeah definitely. and even to like the hard things that you might go through in life like mm -hmm. it just sounds like a very it's like inner work almost it You're is doing a lot of inner work definitely and that's definitely. so cool it's funny because um the day i arrived in so it's like in this village i forgot the name it's like uban rachachani something like that Amazing. i don't oh, i said it completely wrong <laughs> probably. but in this town no one speaks a word of english oh, it's like very like it's not like um touristy or anything oh. It's like you're secluded up north in Thailand. And I remember just walking around. It's like people know I'm like the tourist yeah. and they're just like smiling or laughing. Yeah. And I'm just like laughing back. I'm just like, all right, I feel uncomfortable. It's all good, but it's like good energy, you know? Yeah. I just went to this like outdoor gym, started working out locals. Wow. Like they're spotting each other, just kind of like, That's you know, so it's cute. like body language, you know? Okay, this might be an ignorant question, but um, oh, it's all good. do you... I know some, t maybe it's like not even monks or being at a monastery. Mm. Can you speak or is it like a silence thing? No, you could speak, you speak. but like, it's better that you, you like, oh. you know, yeah, but you could speak. You could it's not like a non-speaking because okay. there is non-speaking yeah. oh, monasteries. No, okay, that's and then girls have like their own, um, that, like you can like mix girls and guys. So, right. yeah. yeah, It's so interesting. Like some of the things that you've mentioned here that I resonate with mm -hmm. is like traveling, mm -hmm. uh, changes your perception on life. Oh, 100%. And I know I've been privileged that I've, you know, traveled through my adolescence and my early years. And it just gave me a different flavor and perspective of yes. life. Yes. And I feel like people need to do that. Like you 100%. took the chance and you were like, I'm going to be uncomfortable, but I need to get out there. I need to experience mm -hmm. this. And I'm sure when you came back, that gave you a completely different perspective on life. For sure. And I feel like people that are in one place their whole life, they don't get to see that perspective, mm -hmm. right? That yeah. perception. So. Yeah, you got to live that, like you were telling me earlier. You exactly. got to live in so many different so places. So many different places. And yeah. I got to like really understand how do people live outside exactly. of North America? Yeah. It's a completely different life. It builds character and it builds perspective. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Okay, so. So important. So you, you did all that in <laughs> Asia and then you came back. Yes. And did an intern. At yes. Three Parodies. Three Parodies, yes. Okay, so why Three Parodies specifically? You said that it was a brand that you really resonated with. Yeah. What was, what was so great about that brand? I think at the time I was just at school, I would see this guy like wear this brand. And at the time I knew about this platform, online platform called Edgder, where it was based out of the UK. And I saw it on Edgder and I was like, how the heck, like, is this brand from here? Like, I didn't get it. And then I finally found out that it was from Montreal. And I just love like their designs and just like, yeah, just their approach. It was like very refreshing at the time and very like different. And I was like, if I could work for a brand here in Montreal, like this would be the brand. And um, yeah, like I got I got to experience like shout out to Emmerich and Ray, who like uh, early on, like just really mentored me and like showed me like a lot about like the industry and everything. And just 
And just seeing like, you know, a young brand like in that environment, in that space and like in that like, you know, that grind yeah. where it's like it's so early on. It's like it's just funny when you're building your own, you start like looking back at those experiences that you lived with that. And you're able to like learn and also like just like, yeah, you just look back, you know, and you're like, wow, this is so it's very special to to be there early on, just seeing there like where they're at now and what they're doing now. It's just like amazing to see that growth and amazing to see that consistency of like them just just keeping everything going, you know, and then just like leveling up. So for me to like see the groundwork and then to see where it's at now, it's like nice. Okay, like it's, it's beautiful. And, and I'm sure, like, there was a lot of things that you experienced at 3 Parody that I'm sure informed, like, 100%. like what you do now. For sure. Was there, yeah. like, a couple of things you can think of where you're, like, whether you noted it then or you reflected on it while you were starting Notapola, that you were, like, yo, I got to do this the way that Emmerich and, what was that? Uh, Ray. Ray. Yeah. Emmerich yeah. and Ray did it. Like, mm -hmm. was there anything that really stood out to you? Um, I think it's just, like, the mindset of, like, just figuring shit out. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, you just... Fuck around and find out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, because you're like, a lot of the time it's like, you don't know what you're doing. And it's like, that's the beauty of it. It's like, you having that that mindset of like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. And you'll find any way to just like, solve that problem or just like, do it. Like, that's the kind of energy I had from them. And it's like, they made it happen at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I think we carry, I carry that with me. It's just like. Just knowing it's like, it's a puzzle, you know, and you just like find missing pieces and you just, you just got to get through it. Yeah. What was the catalyst for you to be like, okay, I've interned, I've gone to school, I've traveled to Asia to be like, you know what? Fuck all this. Yeah. I'm starting my own brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What was like the catalyst for you to be like, I'm going to do this now? I think uh, interning for different brands really built my, my confidence in my own ability of design, my ability of like thinking creatively. And it really gave me that like confidence of like with my ideas. And I think uh, there's just at a point where I was just like, yeah, just you just feel it, yeah. you know. And that's that's something that like someone told me, too, is like you'll feel when it's your time. And I didn't get that line. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> like it's it's time right now, you know, yeah. but like I just felt it at the time. I'd say, like, OK, like this is it. Like I'm, I'm ready, you know, and like, uh, yeah, I just never look back, really. OK, so you started it. It felt right. I feel like a lot of times when there's a brand, a company, whatever it may be, um, what makes it successful is the team, right? Like, obviously, you had the vision, but you needed the people to support that vision. Um, we've got James here as well sitting next to us. But, like, talk to us about creating your clan, your tribe. Like, what was that process like? How did you create the team that you have now? It's a good question. Honestly, I think it's really just organic. Like, it's like you attract your tribe, you know, with what you're putting out. Yeah. And I feel like people resonated, like everyone that works with us now is like people that resonated with the brand, the vision, the values. And I think that's what just ended up, you know, just finding the people that you need, you know, and like uh, the, the brand was really built off community, you know. At the beginning, I was doing everything from like video, photo, design, like whatever. You just have to wear all those hats. But like, Sometimes it's like, hey, I need a videographer. It's like, I'll just put a story up. Hey, like nice. any videographer out there? And like people were like, yeah. And then it's like, I need a song for the video. Any musicians? And it's just like really building that like that foundation through community. And like it just organically just like became yeah. no diploma, what it is to, today, you know? So I got to meet James. I got to meet Teo. Like 
they were like fans of the brand. They were like meeting me at the, the subway station, buying a piece. Yeah. Hey, by the way, like if you need an intern, I'm like, yeah, yeah sure. Like, think about it. Yeah. Like, I like that guy, that guy's vibe, yeah. you know, call him back. Hey, are you available this weekend? I got to shoot. Mm-hmm. So it was just really like build organically yeah. like that. Which yeah. kind of shows how like your intentions to have a community driven brand kind of paid off from the beginning because it created these like it seemed like when we walked in to see you and James and Teo, like I, I did see a team, but I also saw friends. So you've been able to like build those friendships that are also the team you work with for your brand, for your company. So um, that community like theme was like it feels like it was rooted from the very beginning. And throughout the past five years, you've been building out the brand. And this is where my interest has peaked as an appreciate like I have such an appreciation for design and brands and things like that. But no diploma is not just clothing. You have a po- um do you have a podcast or was it? We did have a podcast, did have a podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was still in kind of like the orbit. You have exactly. workshops, you have pop-ups, you have a physical studio space. You have um, No Diploma Records, which I think is, is established now, but for the future. Exactly. Um, talk to me about expanding the brand. Like, it's not just clothing. How did you mm-hmm. think about everything else? I think uh, what we're doing and what we're building is just like an ecosystem of our interests and what we're in. And it's just building a culture around the things that we're into, you know? And music is something that we're really like... Um, really love and really exposed to and like a lot of the things that we create sometimes is like a five-year ten-year plan where it's like it might not make sense right now but like five years from now it's going to be a thing like Notable Records like we started that page on IG like I think the first year and the intention was just to like bring musicians from the community to support and like just you know put out Um, some of the music that we liked and we started curating playlists with like only people from our community and like just putting people on to like different artists that come from no diploma and um, it just grew like five years now we're doing like you know uh, our own parties our own you know our own opening up for mural fest like iso radio like takeovers you know shout out to teefs but like now we're really like it's really existing it's really like living so um, yeah and then uh, the workshop, it's something that we created recently as well. Uh, it's just another pillar to our ecosystem, things that we're like really into as well. We just want to share that knowledge and, and just for ourselves first, like learn new things. So it's like, why not bring the community with us? I, I love that you said that because to relate it back to Unmastered, like we talk a lot about how we obviously want to share the knowledge of our guests to people who listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it is us just like wanting to learn as well. Yeah, that's it. So the yeah, fact it goes that hand you, in hand. Exactly. Yeah. The fact that you've expanded these facets of the brand based on your interests is so interesting because you get to learn and like expand and while also sharing it with the community, which is really cool. Um, and previously you said something about you just something you learned from um, three parody was just like just fuck around and find out kind of vibe. Um, and what I like about no diploma is that you guys haven't put yourself in a box. You're not saying like, okay, we're only streetwear, so we're only going to do streetwear. You're kind of expanding that, and it makes me think that in the next in the next five years, I'm I can probably bet that you're not just going to have pop-ups and workshops and there's probably going to be so much more that you're thinking about for the future because you're not putting yourself in a box and you're allowing your brand to evolve as your interests also evolve exactly which is really really cool and as you evolve too exactly like as you evolve your interests evolve your taste evolves and it's just like that's a direct reflection with like what we do with the brand you know and it's like we might throw a little yoga in the park session people will show up and it's like maybe sometimes like some people are not into yoga but because no diploma is doing it 
and it's cool. It's like maybe that's gonna, you know, like support people or like yeah. uh, inspire people to go out there and like try something new, you know. Totally. And I feel like we want to be that bridge yeah. of like, you know, might throw a little cold plunge. It's like I would never do that, but <laughs> no diploma's doing it. Yeah. And like, like we got to stay accountable yeah. to those ideas. Like yeah. we're there. We're like, you know, totally. And like, so if you let's say like. Let's stick with a cold plunge example. Let's say tomorrow you're like, I really want to get into cold plunging. But do you test it out with no diploma? Like when you have an interest in your personal life, do you use no diploma as a way to be like, let me see how this lands with the community. Let me see if, you know, how I feel about this passion. Is no diploma kind of a testing ground as well for your own personal life or not really? Yeah, I think so. Like it was just like, just based out of like experimenting and like, yeah, just being like, like we challenge ourselves first, right? Like we're a group of friends as well. Like we're, we work together, but we're friends. And like every Wednesday we do a thing called like swim nights where we do like, we do sauna talks. We like hit, hop in the oh sauna, we'll do some talks. Oh we do some like breath work outside. So like we do that as a team, just like as friends, we'll go on hikes. Like we do all these different activities. And I think it's like just expanding that and just inviting the community to do it with us. Totally. And there's also like a level of like wellness that I'm getting from this. Like, and I'm even thinking about um, there's a collection you have, which we'll get into shortly with James as well. But there's a collection, the outdoor goods collection. And on the website, I'm trying to like find you to find it to quote it on the website. When you press uh, outdoor goods collection, I'm going to quote this because it's it's such a beautiful like um, paragraph. We often get very stressed with social pressure, but it's important to remember that we need to do one thing at a time. Everything will come your way when it needs to don't stop trying trust your process trust your work and most importantly enjoy every single moment i think i probably quoted the wrong thing but the whole point was like disconnect to reconnect right um and so i love that you're not just incorporating that thinking into your brand you're also doing it with your team and so i think that also breeds exactly and that's such a great lesson to show your team as well and i'm sure it also like cultivates these better like inspiring moments for yeah that, that collection got inspired by like the pandemic because we we're just like stuck at home and like we just got outside more, you know, when did hikes and as that got us to like, yeah, you know, yeah. be active. For sure. Yeah. When it comes to the design side of the brand, um, I just love that there's, um, first of all, there's 10, 10 plus logos, yeah, which I think is so of, cool. Yeah. Talk to me about why that was important for you to have so many different visual identities throughout the brand. Um, that's a really good question. I think we're just inspired and, in, uh, and just, uh, yeah, like by so many different things that we're into, whether it's music, film, um whatever you know like we have so many different interests and i think yeah just being fans of like different brands or different like communities growing up it's like you just really want to like build a world i think that's like what we're trying to do is like build a world of like all these different experiences it's like right above the tv it's like no diploma broadcasting yeah. network it's like why not brand why not brand it like yeah. like the chairs like james is sitting on it's like we have campus like yeah. pass the information extend the knowledge it's like we want everything to be like um, an experience, you know, that gets deeper than, you know, surface level, like branding, you know. So I think, yeah, I think that, is that the question? That was the question. Yeah, that, you absolutely answered it. And I want to get technical for like 30 seconds, but I'm looking at the font of No Diploma TV. I'm looking at like the fonts on the, on the, um, on every touch point of the studio. Is that somewhat, is that something that you curate or do you work with a designer to like really inform that visual style? Definitely work with designers. Uh, lately, I've been getting back in my designer seat and starting to like experiment a lot more. Uh, I think what 
my strength is is a lot of referencing. Okay. Um, I think I just I just reference a lot. I have a lot of like resources to pull from. Um, but definitely working with designers is like you need that eye. You need that like you know uh, someone to like express that vision. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I love that. And my last point about this that I I want to touch on is. Uh, so I'm a brand designer at a tech company. I work in-house and I love it. It's an incredible job with an incredible team. And we work towards like a really, really awesome purpose. And one thing that I've learned is like we have like we have brand guidelines. We have a typeface that we stick to. We have a color palette we stick to. And then throughout the different elements of the brand, we're able to scale it to all its different purposes. One thing that I appreciate about No Diploma is you don't just have one like typeface. You don't just stick to like one color palette. I'm seeing such a variety of design styles i'm seeing things that feel very nostalgic some things that feel very like modern um talk to me a little about like establishing that like i think because i think when you think about a brand you think about something that seems quote-unquote consistent and not that this isn't but i think what's so awesome about it is you have all these different um all these different forms of type all these different kinds of colors fabrics styles through your collections it's so different. However, it all feels like it's still part of the brand. The brand. Yeah, like, yeah. did you have a person that you like that helped mentor you through that? Is that just through your experience of like trial and error? How did I, that start? It's funny. I think at the beginning of No Diploma and launching the brand, we had a very strict guideline of like always using red and white. Mm -hmm. That was like, if you know No Diploma at the beginning, yeah. like the first year, two, three, you're seeing red everywhere. You're seeing like a lot of the same fonts, typography. Um, a lot of that academic language, visual language mm -hmm. that we would play off of, like ironically. Yeah. Uh, that was really inspired by just like chilling in coffee shops, seeing people nice. like wear their university sweatshirts yeah. and having that pride. Yeah. And I'm like, what about us? Like, yeah. What school are we repping? So yeah. like that's kind of the idea of like the um, academic language that we started mm -hmm. using in our brand. It's like Amazing. every collection is called like a semester. Mm -hmm. Like the people from our community, we call them classmates. Like, I think now it's kind of like we've graduated a little bit from that brand language and evolved into like new, like, like you said, new identity in yeah. a way. And we're experimenting still and we're like developing new things. Mm -hmm. But I think we found like a different uh, taste, uh, like our taste evolved. Yeah. And we got to a point now where we we reference and we still keep some of the core elements mm -hmm. and things that we like keep within the brand. But uh, so you could still tell it's no diploma, mm -hmm. but I think we're like a lot more open now. And it's nice because you're also you're not putting yourself in a box on the design side too. like you're allowing that to expand, which I think grows with how your preferences also evolve. Yeah. So on every touch point, it's really it's so true to what no diploma is. It's like the educational piece of like lifelong learning that is so ingrained in you and yourself as the founder and your team as as like as friends and then also as how you collect how you um, drop every collection and have every workshop. So that's really beautiful. I feel like I always say that as a joke sometimes. I'm like, if you're a fan of No Diploma, like you're a fan of like working on yourself. Yeah. Like you're on a journey of like self-improvement, yeah. learning, evolving as a human, you know? And I feel like, I think that's the energy we we bring and we like try to bring as well. Mm -hmm. It's like, I just want people to like, you know, like, like learning is like exercising. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you need, it's like, it's like, you need to like do your exercise in the morning. It's like, I need to read a book or I need to learn something new today to like feel like I'm, you know, just growing as a person. Mm -hmm. All right. This part of the, the podcast, we wanted to bring on James. Uh, James, thank you for joining. Um, first of all, maybe we can start a little bit uh, about you introducing the type of work that you do with No Diploma. Let's start there. Yeah. So with No Diploma, um, I've been part of the team for like three years now. 
And for uh, I'm more in charge of like the cut and sew department. So if we ever do any cut and sew products, like I'll prototype them on campus at the studio. And yeah, so a bit of everything that can go into like research of like fabrics we want to use, getting fabric swatches, making mood boards. Okay, so let's let's dive into that a little bit more. And maybe we can start with the collection that you guys have uh, launched and we can dive into like how you went through the research, the fabrics yeah. for that. Um, this might be a tough question, but like, is there one collection that you love that you really resonated with? I think probably, I think knowledge itself for me, for sure. That was the one that we were like, 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 a lot of people resonate with that, but like, I don't know, there's something about that whole collection that I think just came out really clean, but it's just like more of a, the meaning behind it. And I think like just that message really resonated with me because I think by the time that was in the first year I was within the brand and that time, that's when I was like, I still find myself a lot and I feel like working on self is something I kind of like took more initiative of for me, like in that time, like during COVID and stuff, because like we were really set like right after COVID and I feel like when COVID first happened, like I had like a lot of reality checks with myself and like what I want to be as a person who I want to be. So like knowledge yourself, like make sure you understand yourself and like you're not afraid to like take the next step to like better yourself. So I, I always like that, that collection is definitely like a, Means means something to me deeper deeper than the clothing. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It's funny because like that is the collection that I resonate with, which is why I'm repping it, which yeah. is why I bought the shirt as well. Um, so I I agree with you and I resonate with that. But as we think about that collection, and I'm wearing this, so yeah. like talk to me about like the the fabric, like what did what research went into that? Um, so for that it was more like graphic like research and like you know what kind of graphics we want to use to like display the the message since it. it for that, we use like t-shirts. So like for that, that's like, we use the t-shirts like as our canvas, like mm -hmm. I know it'll say a lot to like, we use that, like, what do we, it's like painting a picture kind of like on that. So like, how do we want people to perceive the message? And that can start with like the fonts or like the colors is a big one too. So I think using those greens and like more like healing colors kind of, you know, like more of those nature colors, yeah. I think are like the big ones, you know? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and would you say that the research comes first and then the collection or the idea of the collection comes first and then the fabric research and all of that? Um, it varies. I think each time it can be a bit different. I feel like depending on what, but I feel like re like going in research is definitely like the first step. I think, that, yeah, the initial, like what James was saying, I think the initial like spark is always like, what are we into? What do we want to like, what do we want to talk about right now? Yeah. And it's like, I think that's where the conversation starts. And then from there, we like start goes off the, the feelings. The feel yeah. With like going back to knowledge yourself, like I think that kind of started off like I think we just start have combos with each other, like where we're feeling like outside of like our creative space, like what we're doing just like as humans. I don't know. I just like with COVID and stuff and like what are we doing? Like, who are we? And like, I think that's just like helped helped it. What I'm gathering then it's not it's not that you're not coming and saying, hey, team, we're doing this collection. It seems to be a very like collective collective. Yeah. You're literally saying, guys, let's like, let's figure it out. Together. Which is, again, like ties into the community feel because you're including your team on literally the look and feel of the brand as well. So that's really cool. I, I think I had the assumption that it was something that you had thought of. And then you kind of came and said, I think we're going to do this. But it sounds like you really included them. Yeah, everyone's everyone's part of like yeah. the, the whole process of what we do, whether it's like photo, video, graphic, um, ideas mood board it can come off from like a lot of outside references too like with us we watch a lot of the same shows a lot so like like during that knowledge of self time we were watching like 
stuff like the there's this Wu Tang show and we'd always like watch and like whatever we're feeling like even like stuff like that we go off like the lingo sometimes like they had that like that new york lingo like peace god and like so we would so we would talk like that so a lot of how they talk would like kind of like influence us like you know going like you know off those like influences and stuff ben when you think about the collection because there's there's a quite a lot of collections um do you delegate the team like how does how does it come to life from idea to then actually having it on the shirt or the clothing yeah i think um I think there's a formula that we kind of follow with every collection where it's like there's the design process of like bringing the design to life. And then after that, there's the production process of like, you know, finding the right fabrics, finding the right uh, T-shirts, hoodies that we want to like the, the right colorways. And I think once that is all built out and the whole collection plan is built out, I think that's where we go into like the phase of like, OK, like where how are we promoting this product? How are we marketing it? And then that's where we get into like photo shoots, videos. And that's where we, I just kind of like, we just kind of build a team around it. You know, we have different people in the team that are like in and out sometimes like more freelance based. So it's like, I know like when it's like a video project, it's like, I know I got, you know, Nick on board. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. I got Omri. Omri's in the city. You know? yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like when I have photos, it's like we have different people that we work with as well. So each collection, it changes. Each like, collection, like it changes. It varies and like, yeah. It can be, then we do it when we do like pop-ups, like we create like collections for that pop-up. Like so installations like, for, so you know. It can become like installation design, like, you know, stuff like that. Like how do we want like the space to look, you know? World building. You're just yeah. world building, yeah. like, you know? Yeah. yeah. And Ben, what would you say is your favorite collection? Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Honestly, like, uh, I think knowledge itself as well. I think like just how it, ro it rolled out. And it's still probably like our best seller today. Yeah. Um, I feel like just people just keep resonating with it. Yeah, so um, and I it's think it's a timeless piece. It's just timeless. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we did a really, really good job all together to like just bring all our ideas together and create something together. And so I think that was like a really nice, yeah, yeah really nice collection. And I feel like it resonated, first of all, from the, the concept, the design, it resonates with everyone because everyone went through COVID and everyone felt mm -hmm. what you guys are sharing in terms of like that message. So I think that's probably also an element of why it was probably like, you know, such a huge uh, seller. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of things that you mentioned, which is um, about the installation. And I want to come to that in a sec, but I want to share our experience when we met you guys for the first time, both James and Ben in Toronto at that pop-up. Walking in, I'll be honest, I had no expectations. Latifa and Jay, they told us like, hey, you, you guys should go check out this pop-up. And the moment we walked in, I felt part of the family or I felt like part of the community immediately. And I, I want to expand on that a little bit. Like, it sounds like a lot of these pop-ups and installations, it sounds like it's like run by the community for the community, right? And talk to us a little bit about like, if we think about the Toronto pop-up, talk to us about like how you guys set up the installations the way you've set it up to curate the experience that you want to create and also about like expanding the community, not just from like maybe Montreal to also like Toronto. Like I, I love to get both of you guys like take on that. I think, I think what's funny with us is like, we really like fuel each other and get hyped on ideas. And a lot of the times it's like this, the level of like self-belief that we have, like when we hype each other up is what leads to like bringing those ideas to life. And like, no diploma world tour was like an idea that we had where it's like, like people were asking us the pop up, like, Oh, where are you guys going next? It's like, we don't, we don't even know, but like, we believe so strongly in this, like 
yo, we're gonna we're gonna go around the world and yeah. like do this shit. Yeah. Building yeah. that Manifesting. universe for that. Like, yeah. yeah. Like so it's like you gotta like almost you know. like convince yourself about like this idea, and then and then eventually just like it just comes into fruition. You know. Even just like the idea of like community, like why is that important to you guys? I feel like that's just like who we are. I don't know. It's just like having a community is just like because. Uh, for like I said earlier, it's more than just the clothing. Like it's really deeper than that. I feel like there's a lot of clothing brands that like this isn't this or anything. It's just like they're so like design focused, and I think it's a good thing to be like I study design, like fashion design and stuff, and that's important. But if you have a clothing brand, there's so many other things for it. You need to create like the universe for it, and that's something. When I joined Odoploma, like I like learned a lot, which I'm very grateful for because I feel like being here, I learned like marketing's just as fun like learning how to take photos is just as fun because it's like you have your your brand or your design name then you have like all these other things around it that makes your message or your brand great you know so it's like all these little things yeah yeah totally and i'm gonna quote you james yeah. <laughs> no, i'm just kidding but you did talk about how the pop-ups are less about the clothes and more about the people and we we really felt that yeah that's what and that's like that toronto pop-up like i had a lot of fun because like we met so many new people and it's like, I feel like I met like 40, 50 friends that weekend, like, like on Instagram, I still keep in touch with like a lot of people I met. And like, cause like, there's like, it's the people we attract too. Like we were saying earlier, because there's so many other cool creatives that came. Yeah. Like there's that guy that did, works for that non -for nonprofit organization that builds basketball courts. And like that guy, like he has been going back and forth between Africa and stuff. And like, it's just seeing like other creatives like that. And it's like, Seeing other people like that keeps us motivated too. Yeah, which is the big thing. I think that was like a big lesson for us in Toronto too. It was like connecting with like-minded communities, like people like Recess, who I strongly believe in and I like, I love what they do. And it's like, as soon as you like partner up with, with people like that, it's like you, you bring the same type of tribe, you know? And it's like, it felt if, yeah, shout, shout out to Seanick and the rest of the team, but, uh, yeah, I think it like felt like home, home, our second home for us. Like it really felt like an event that we would do in Montreal. Like we we felt like people that came there were like, like we exchanged such beautiful conversations. We got to connect with like a lot of people, you know? So uh, I think that was a good lesson for us. Like wherever we take this, like anywhere around the world, like we want to connect with other small communities like that, that could like, you know, resonate with our values. hundred yeah. percent. And I feel like when you, when you, put such an emphasis on community, mm -hmm. that emotional attachment to the brand, it becomes a shared experience because a lot of these people are, like for us, I usually like, when I walk into a pop-up or to a store, I don't feel pressure to buy anything unless yeah. I want to buy something. Exactly. Um, and when I walked into the pop-up, I didn't feel pressure, but I felt like we had such a good conversation with you. We met James. I kind of felt like I love this brand. I'm, I'm, I'm already attached. I'm attached to the people. I'm attached to the the actual designs, like the aesthetic, but also like the um, the themes of the brand. So, yeah, you kind of just feel like it's not like oh, I should buy something because I talked to the founder. It's like you know, I loved my conversation with the people, and it resonated, and I felt like I was accepted and included. And then you just want to rep that on your, like on yourself. Um, and so I think that community focus you guys have at the pop-ups it really goes a long way especially because sometimes people who uh, I'm, maybe i'm generalizing but the the no diploma people out there sometimes they haven't been included in any community like it's maybe they're maybe they're feeling like oh i i 
I feel insecure about this because I didn't study this. Like I'm navigating life without feeling like attached to anything. But what your what no diploma does is like fill that gap, and you feel it at the you feel it at the pop ups. Because people don't have like the same access to exactly uh, yeah and opportunities as other people have. Exactly. So it's, like, it's like Ben has said this to me before, and I always love this part of the brand is like how he was telling me like back in the day when he dropped out of school, you go to like a cafe or something, and like here in Montreal, if you go to like a second cup downtown. You see people with the Concordia sweater, McGill sweater, but what about the people that took the different route? Because that's just as okay. Yeah. You know, somebody who's like passionate about a business they want to like launch or something like that's just as okay as going to school. So it's like creating like something that people have comfort with, you know? Oh, that's such a good yeah. way to put it. I love that. And, and I think the, there's either Ben or James, you guys touched on this a little bit. Like you meet so many people at these pop-ups, you meet different creatives with different, you know, uh aspects of their lives you're able to kind of retain and maybe like take away and like develop maybe something new like a new collection that's why we're here today exactly but what i'm also really interested about is the workshops that you guys have now created because it sounds like it's run by the community it's people it's classmates right like people that are part of the no diploma fan base these are the people that are running these workshops and so um if you guys can talk a little bit about the first workshop that you guys just had i think it was last week yeah, tell us a little bit more. We had like this uh, designer from, who grew, who's from Ottawa, like Ben, and uh, he's based out of Milan now. But um, yeah, he's designed just like graphic design, right? And like yeah, a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, architecture, screen printing. And so yeah, we did a whole workshop surrounded by that. He had his own design book that all the participants got to like take home with them. And in the design book, that's where we did like a lot of like their designs, like every participant got to design their own things. And we had like, um, the thing to like screen print on so yeah yeah i, I think i remember we we saw the flyer we were like please say this is a toronto <laughs> yeah. please say it. and it was it it was like we might yeah. bring it to toronto go back to recess again do you guys feel like you'll have more workshops like like what are some of the other workshops you guys are thinking i think honestly like the the idea for the workshops is really like giving people access you know like the screen printing, like you won't be able to go learn that at like fashion school, you know, like that's a sp- specific technique that, you know, um, that we got to create with our community, you know. So I think that's where we're like our angles, really finding those unique educational experiences that we could curate with people from the community so that people could get like the access to learn those things and also like network together. And I feel like for me, um, when I di- like when I dropped out, like my learning experiences was through like different internships and I got to learn that way. But I just wanted to give, uh, we want to be the bridge to that so that people could learn also from like industry professionals. So it's like, you're not only learning from like different institutions, but you could learn from someone who's actually like doing it or has their own brand or designed their own book. And then like, you get to like resonate and relate more on, on that level. And it's cool because there's a lot of people that like graduate school and like, their interests change so they want to like learn something else and like in a different uh different like world or community yeah, yeah. and i think for the next workshops like we definitely want to do a sewing workshop with yeah, james yeah, yeah. you know I mean, pattern yeah, making yeah. Do it oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sick. uh yeah it's it's infinite at this point i think uh there's so many different maybe like how to build a brand or like Maybe about typography, Panels, design, yeah, yeah. Yeah. lectures. Yeah. yeah, a lot of times too is just like a reflecting on things that we want to learn too. Like right, that screen printing sure. one. Like I was so pumped for that because like 
I've never done that before. Yeah. And I've been wanting to like screen print onto like clothes I make. Yeah. That's so it. Totally. Being able to like, it's just exciting as for, as for us as it is for exactly. the people yeah. that sign Yeah. Up, like know? we were there like with them. We like, just, doing we're just excited. It's like, like yeah. I've been running a brand for five years. I've never screen printed. Yeah. You know, and like for me, that was like, I have a better appreciation now when I like after screen printing. Cause I'm like, I look at my stuff. I'm like, yo, people handmade this. Like yeah. everything is like, yeah, you know, totally. yeah. You get that human aspect. Yeah. And it was like, just like being with the participants that came to like getting to know more people, you know, and like, yeah, a lot of people did a lot of cool stuff that day. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I love the community aspect of what you guys are doing because like, like I said, day one, we were there at the pop-up and immediately we connected with the brand, the message, you guys, which is why we reached out to you guys. Yeah. We're like, we got to get these people on our podcast. Um, now, Ben, I started the podcast by saying that being at the studio was a five-year journey. And we've kind of gone through the journey from like day one to now where you are. And so I want to talk a little bit about like this studio space. I'm sure it meant a lot for you and to you. I've seen a couple of videos of you talking about you went from your apartment where you had your, I'm sure your office, you had your team meetings there to where you are now at this studio. Talk to us about the feeling of finally having a space uh, that you can say like, this is mine. This is no diploma. And, and just talk about that feeling a little bit. Mm. It's funny because at the beginning, like, I think because we work such in a fast pace that you don't really like, I think it took me like six months to like realize it because it's like moving and then you're just like pop-ups, collections, and you're just like, keep, you just keep working. I think like six months in, I like just stopped and like reflect and I was like, wow, like, because sometimes you get it like, you get down. It's not like all perfect, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's the truth of it too, you know, like, it's not like all ups, you know, there's a lot of downs and like a lot of times it's like mentally too, or just like, you know, you're just trying to like, you know, stay above like your, your, your thoughts and everything. And like, sometimes when I feel down, that's when I start like looking back at like, Hey, little, like, let's look back at your journey. Like six months ago, you're at home. Now we have this. So yeah, it does mean a lot. Cause now it's like, we have a space where we could have the community come here. It's not like subway meetups anymore. Like, you know, I could actually like have people here, come by and like, we could work at the space all together. Um, so it just gives us more, you know, just more uh, flexibility and and just with our ideas too, you know. So, yeah, it's amazing. It's like it's like everything we've ever like wanted to do yeah, is yeah. like finally. And all know? people just come by and chill. Yeah. 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 Sometimes yeah. like taking naps here. Yeah. yeah. Like some of us came <laughs> took a, a nap. This is a special couch. Yeah. yeah it's it's I'm, I'm falling asleep. Yeah. yeah. It's so comfy. Yes. Yeah, no, I I love the idea of like you know, like having that space not just for yourself but also for others like mm -hmm. to come and cause dude, like no one it's you don't want people at your apartment all the time, right? <laughs> like you want to have that space where you can have all these people here. Um, I'm also curious to hear from both of you guys, uh, James and Ben, from the day you launched this brand to now that five year journey, were there any changes you've made? I'm sure the vision was still the same, mm -hmm. but like, were there changes you made along the way you were like, this is what I set out to do, but along the way you're like, maybe I should adapt, maybe I should change this. Does anything come to mind for you? Um, like specific moments, I don't know, but like, I feel like there's always pivoting. Yeah. Like there's always like, yeah, sometimes you have a vision and it doesn't go as planned and you just gotta pivot. Yeah. And just gotta be like, just gotta be cool with that and just like go with the flow, you know? Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think if there's like a specific- Moment like or moment anything. Or, or even for, for you, James, like as you're creating some of the the fabric work, do you look at it and you're like, mm, you know what, I'm going to actually switch this up? 
Yeah, all the time. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when I, when I was doing the flannels, I went to like, well, so like for the cut and sew collection that we did for the campus opening, um, I, I uh, created like my own flannels for it. And I was working on those for like a year straight in Ben's apartment before we even moved here. For like a year straight, we'd make all these different ones. I, I have like so many different flannels that I've just given away. Yeah. But they're just like, there's like six to seven different patterns that I've used, like um, flannel patterns and just like different types of wool, different types of like linen or like it changes. So like, and there's been times I make one, I'm like, no, I'm no way I'm using this, you know? And when you see like the final product, you can, it changes, you know? Even to the very last day of like sewing those flannels, I was yeah. like, should I use these buttons or this <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like yeah. overthinking. It's a lot of experimenting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. sure. That's all, that's all it is. Okay, my last question is, What's next for no deployment? If you think like five years ahead, mm-hmm. is there a, is there something that comes to mind for you? It's like this is something I really want to do for the next five years. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think um, we want to continue growing as a team, growing the brand, spreading the message worldwide, um, spreading the story worldwide, going to different cities and and sharing the experience that we're creating here locally, and just bringing it around the world. And um, I think the whole education platform that we're creating, I want to bring that around the world as well. The music side, I really think about like Notopoma Festival, like Notopoma Records Festival. Yeah, Uh, I think that's something we really want to do. I think continuing our journey of like creating different products and collaborations with storytelling, you know, just just continuing that journey and, and just evolving you know, uh, just evolving like this whole mission that we're on, you know? Yeah. And I think like a lot of times like we're, we're just like, you know, we're just thinking of the next move and thinking of the next thing, but I think we're all on the same page and it's, it's inspiring to like always have like different, um, minds around us to like, just really like cultivate, uh, the mission. And so, yeah, I think, uh, I'm just grateful to be where we are right now and just like continue, continue the energy. I think we have a really contagious energy in the team where it's like if if like someone's like down or something or it's like you could always rely on like other people to like just like hype each other up again and be like yo what's next and it's like i think we've we've carried that energy all summer that allowed us to like keep pushing ourselves and like so i think uh yeah as long as we have that energy to keep going we're gonna like keep expanding ideas and yeah just keep going I uh, honestly, I can't wait to see, man. Like, yeah. thank you. I've man. only known you guys for maybe like the last like couple of months <laughs> yeah. here, but like every time I look at the stories you guys put on your Instagram or just speaking to you guys today, like it's so inspiring. And I feel like your message is something that will resonate with everyone and it's going to last for a really, really long time. So I'm excited to see like where you guys take this next five years. Um, and I'm excited to be part of that journey, hopefully, as a fan. Um, so kind of like ending things off here, I want to thank both of you yes. for inviting us to your studio, the campus. Um, it's been such an amazing last, I think, hour of speaking to both of you. So thank you again. And we're signing out. This is Unmastered.